The following is an exclusive presentation of the Southwest Georgia Network. Welcome to the High School Football Roundup Podcast, an inside listen on high school football in Southwest Georgia, only on the Southwest Georgia Network. Welcome back to the High School Football Roundup Podcast on the Southwest Georgia Network, southwestgeorgianetwork.com, and on Twitter at SWGA Network. I'm Walter Johnson. And eight weeks down, four weeks to go, four weeks left in this high school football regular season. So, and uh, many teams from the Southwest Georgia Network coverage area already deep into region play. And the pressure um, is starting to mount. And uh, as... uh, it gets, as it gets closer to the end of the regular season. And on uh, this week's uh, episode of HSFR, and uh, talk about the, some of the region, all the region races from uh, 17A to the GISA. And, uh, and then uh, maybe a few other items of interest. And then it'll be interesting to see. Uh, how um you know just um you know and, uh, things go and, and I'll also include uh, the Darty Trojans uh, losing for the first time this season and uh, and what to expect going forward so lots of things to talk about and, uh, not much time to waste so. Go ahead and get started, and obviously start in Region 17A, and the Colquitt County Packers overcame an early deficit to defeat Al Covey, final score 55-18, and Colquitt County trailed 18-7 at one point, and then, and they reeled off, uh, and, and the Packers reeled off 48 and answer points the rest of the way. And then there you have built a 35 to 18 lead at the half. You know, never really looked back. And uh, see, and Nico Fan finished 10 out of 17 passing for 251 yards, three touchdowns. And uh, Charlie Pace rushed for 130 yards. On 17 carries. And seen them. And as I mentioned earlier, Colquitt County trailed 18-7. And just barely into the second quarter. But scored four touchdowns. Four second quarter touchdowns to take that 17-point lead. And all the Packers scored 48 unanswered points. The rest of the way to get the victory. And Colquitt County will open Region 17A play down in Kingsland, Georgia, along the Georgia coast to face Kendham County. And it's the Region 17A opener for both teams. And then and the only other Region 17A team that was in action last week was the Lowndes Vikings. And Lowndes won a seesaw battle over Cedar Grove, 45-38, the final score. 
Lyon scored on a one-yard uh, touchdown run in the final minute to break a 38 all-time. And it was Lyon's third win of the season while giving up 34 points or more. And Jakari Fleming, yeah, the one half of Jakari and, J and Jakari, and more on Jakari in the moment, Jakari Fleming rushed for 117 yards and two touchdowns while Jakari Brown, new quarterback who's committed to Miami of Florida, rushed for another 107 yards and a touchdown. And Brown finished 7 out of 14 passing for 99 yards. So Lowndes going to 5-2 and two on the season. But that win over Cedar Grove. So uh, Lowndes uh, will open Region 17A play on the road against the Tiff County Blue Devils, who had last week off. And, uh, and quickly, the Cedar Grove perspective... And uh, the Saints, uh, uh, Cedar Grove Saints out of Atlanta, had a 31 to 21 lead during the second half, but uh, were unable to hold on. And Rashad uh, Debinian rushed for 238 yards and two touchdowns, while uh, adding uh, 125 yards on the kickoff return on kickoff returns. And Janeran Bonner. A touchdown reception as well as a touchdown pass. And seeing uh, Cedar Grove now 4-2 and two on the season with a loss to Lowndes. And Cedar Grove's only ever defeat came against another Region 178 team in Colbert County. And the Saints gave the Packers all it could handle before eventually losing 29-18. And that was earlier this season. I mean, don't let that 4-2 record fool you. I mean, and uh, Cedar Grove, the Cedar Grove team is very good, I think. I mean, I would not be surprised if they made another deep playoff run in this season. And uh, moving on to Region 1-6A. And the Lee County Trojans were off last week after uh, suffering their first loss of the season to Warner Robins just a couple of weeks ago on October 1st. I mean, actually, Lee County defeated, uh, played against North Miami Beach, Florida in 168 to 49. High scoring contest. Lee County had last week off. I'm sure head coach Dean Parizio. And his uh, team uh, use that week off to rest and get those uh, bodies, uh, you know, back in the good shape after playing seven weeks in a row without any time off. And uh, Lee County will open the open Region One Six A play on the road against the Houston County Bears at Freedom Field. Uh, just outside of Warner Robins, Georgia. And speaking of the Warner Robins area, it was north side of Warner Robins in a non-region play on a winning note. Rolling past Luella, 35-3. And the Valosta Wildcats win their second straight game 
after a one and four start as they uh, cruise to an easy victory over West Side out of Jacksonville, Florida. Final score 48 to 6, Valdosta. And in looking at the Region 16A uh, slate to open things up, Lee County going to Houston County and Valdosta also um, heading up into Middle Georgia to face North Side of Warner Robins. And so, in the, and the playoffs begin this week for Valdosta, and they're facing a facing the uh, North Side team that's five and two. And I say the playoffs begin for Valdosta. There's a uh, Valdosta's uh, ineligible for postseason play due to GHSA's due to Due to GHSA extensions, there are opposed against the Wildcats earlier this year, and this was under now former head coach Rush Probst. And that's a Rush Probst. Um, so Rush Probst. And uh, as a result of uh, those. The result of uh, what happened, the uh, result of his actions as a head coach, uh, wound up uh, losing his job. And then uh, after just one season, and prior to coming to um, Valdosta in 2020, Pope's uh, was the head coach of Colgate County for 11 seasons. Leading the Packers to back to back state championships in 2014 and 15. In class, in the class 6A state championships in 2014 and 15, winning 30 straight games during two full seasons along the way. And 6A was the highest classification within the JHSA at the time. But uh, going back to Valdosta, I mean, uh, Wildcats opening region play up in Warner Robins against Northside. I mean, so, I mean, and since they're ineligible for the playoffs this year due to those JHSA sanctions, and then, I mean, this, I mean, this is the playoffs. So the playoffs, I mean, are already underway. We'll get underway this week. Under uh, first year head coach Shelton Felton. So I'm thinking, and Wildcats know that uh, win or lose during these next three weeks, including this week. They know they know their season's going to be over no matter what. I think that's what makes Valdosta such a dangerous team. I mean, the fact that. Um, they know they're not going to the playoffs, no matter what happens. And see, you know, so once again, you got Lee County going to Houston County. And uh, Houston County at 4-3 and three on the season. And then Lee County 6-1, their only loss coming against uh, Warner Robins. So and then you got Valosa going to the north side of Warner Robins. And, uh... 
And now we're going to move on to um, the class the Region 1-4A. And the Darty Trojans uh, losing their first game of the season. And uh, taking it on the chin against the Bainbridge Bearcats down in Bainbridge, Georgia. Last week, 45-14. to The final score. And the unranked Bearcats winning 45 to 14 over the previously undefeated and eighth ranked uh, Darty Trojans. And Darty uh, fell behind early against the Bearcats and uh, trailed 14 to 6 at the end of the first quarter, as uh, well as 31 to 6 at halftime. And Darty just never really could get anything going uh, offensively. And uh, just a quick uh, glance at the box score stats, the final stats here, according to Max Preps. And then Darty led in total plays 50 to 47 first downs. Bainbridge had 16. Darty had 11. I think the real. I think the. I think what really hurt Darty in that loss to Bainbridge was in the penalties department. Was in the penalty department, and uh, Bainbridge was penalized six times for 45 yards, while Darty was penalized seven times for 59 yards. So obviously, and those mistakes really hurt. And then, um, so, and, uh, to make a long story short, to make a long story short, it's just not a good night for Darty. And, um, being held to 13 points, to me, held to 14 points. And then, uh, I mean, it's just a, just a rough night all around for Darty. And, uh, the Trojans will, the Trojans, have to put this loss to Bainbridge behind them very quickly. And they'll hit the road uh, next week to face, to face the Randolph Clay Red Devils in, uh, in the final non-region contest of the season. Now it's uh, this week's game at uh, Randolph Clay, the final uh, non-region game of the season. It's also the final uh, road game of the season uh, for Darty. And taking on Randolph Clay, and uh, and uh, obviously, obviously those mistakes and just uh, hurt Darty all night. And um, and uh, and seeing after Randolph Clay, and uh, Darty will uh, be at Humil Stadium the rest of the season, hosting Monroe. Hosting the Monroe Tornadoes, and then home against the Cairo Surfmakers on Thursday, October twenty eighth, and then wrapping up uh, the regular season on uh, on November fifth against Thomas County Central, or on the Yellow Jackets in just a little bit. And uh, and so. So it'll be interesting to see how this Darty team responds after uh, such a rough night. So I think they have to be careful not to 
let things just go from bad to worse. And uh, moving right along. And the Kiro Syrup Makers. Kiro Syrup Makers uh, going into Hugh Mill Stadium in Albany and shutting out the Hungro Tornadoes 37 to nothing. And a big win for Cairo after losing to Bainbridge to Open Region when uh, for a play back on October 1st. And uh, and it was all Cairo from the uh, it was all Cairo from the get go, and then uh, just cruise to victory. And the Sir Makers get a will get a well deserved uh, bye week this week. And we'll return to action against the Thomas County uh, Central Yellow Jackets. And with the win, Cairo goes to 3-3 three and three overall and 1-1 one and one in Region 1 for a play. And uh, someone... And um, Region 1 for a play. And, um, and so Cairo's next game will be on uh, October 22nd, hosting the Thomas County Central Yellow Jackets. And uh, that could be uh, now, and that could turn out, and obviously that's going to be a big game at uh, down at West Thomas Stadium in Cairo and uh, Thomas County Central. Playing its uh, having Thomas County Central is having one of its better seasons in a long, long time. And the Yellow Jackets, after starting the season at 0-2, won their fifth straight game after beating the Westover Patriots in convincing fashion, 36-6, the final score at the Jackets' nest, just outside of Thomasville. And Thomas County Central goes to 5-2 overall. Uh, also moving to 2-0 in Region 1-4A. And uh, as a result of uh, as a result of that uh, easy win over Westover, Thomas County Central replaced Doherty in the Class 4A rankings. According to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution Georgia High School Football Daily Newsletter, and TCC is now ranked 8th in the state in, within Class 4A. And just like uh, their uh, arch rivals from Cairo, Thomas County Central will have a bye this week. And then we'll play their final three games of the regular season on the road. I mean, starting off with a game at Cairo on Friday, October 22nd. And then... And down to Bainbridge on October 29th. And then wrapping things up at Darty on uh, on November 5th. And uh, that game will be played at Hugh Mill Stadium in Albany. So, I mean, uh, all those games. Uh, so, all those games will be, will prove to be very huge. So, I'm looking at the... Region 1-4A standings. Thomas County Central 
And Bainbridge tied for first place in the region at 2-0. Yellow Jackets and Bearcats at 5-2 and 3-3 and overall, respectively. Darty and Cairo tied for third place at 1-1 one one in region play. Darty 5-1 overall, Cairo 3-3 three three overall. And then the other two teams representing the Darty County school system, Westover Monroe, uh, rounding out Region 1 4A, and both the, both the Patriots and Tornadoes are winless in the region at 0 2. And Patriots sit at 2 and 4 overall, Monroe just 2 and 5 overall. And, and Bainbridge, Darty, and uh, Westover are the only uh, Region uh, 1 4A teams in action. This week, and the Bearcats are at home against State Christian of Miami, Florida. Darty on the road against Randolph Clay, as mentioned earlier, in Westover. Heads up north in the into Hapeville, Georgia, just south of Atlanta, taking on Hapeville Charter. And for for um, Bainbridge, Darty, and Westover, these uh. Three non-region games this week, and we'll represent one last chance for Region One Four A as a whole to to uh, finish the non-region schedule for Bainbridge, Darty, and Westover. That game against uh, these three games will represent one last chance for uh, Region One Four A to represent itself well. And uh, non-region action, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how all three of those games turn out. And gonna move right along to Region Two AAA, and the Crisp County Cougars are on a serious roll right now, and after uh, losing. Their first three games of the season under first-year head coach Miguel Patrick. The Cougars have won four straight games. And uh, losing 27-24 at Houston County uh, on the 20, uh, August 27th and then losing on September 2nd to Perry, 21 to nothing, And then on September 10th, they lost to Heartbreaker to Eagles Landing Christian, 21 to 18. However, in the, the Cougars from Cordell have reeled off four straight wins since that loss to the Eagles Landing Christian. And in the all in region, two AAA play, 27 to nothing to Jackson against two, 27 to nothing over Jackson, 30 to 8 over Upson Lee, 49 to 14 over Mary Persons. And just last Friday, October 8th, the Cougars uh, knocked off the Peach County Trojans up in Fort Valley, Georgia, 27-14, the final score. And uh, with the win, Crisp County goes to 4-3 and three overall. But more importantly, Crisp County is undefeated in Region 2 AAA at 4-0. Just three games left to play, and the Cougars now have sole possession of first place 
the Region 2 AAA. And the Cougars have uh, next week off. And Gretchen, Crisp County has this week off. And then we'll be back at home for the final three games of the regular season. Starting off with the starting off with their arch rivals, the Sumter County Panthers, formerly the American Sumter Panthers from America's Georgia. And that game will be played in Cordial at the Cougar Den. And, uh, and so at this point in the season, the Region 2 AAA Championship is crisp candy to lose. I think the Region 2 the way things are going. I mean, uh, crisp in the Region 2 AAA Championship is crisp candies to lose. I mean, given the way they've played right now, and given the way they've been playing of late, I mean, uh, in this, uh, the Region 2 AAA Championship would be crisp candies to lose. I mean, uh, I think, uh, bottom line is, I mean, uh, you know, as long as, uh, Chris Pitt, as long as the uh, Cougars can continue taking care of business, and that business being continuing to win games, and continuing to win out, I think, um, Chris County can, um, can indeed win that region championship. You know, looking at Chris County's schedule, Hosting Sumter County on October 22nd. Central Macon on October 29th. And then wrapping things up against Pike County on November 5th. I mean, looking at that schedule. I mean, those three, I mean, those three teams, Sumter, Central, and Pike. All three of those teams are combined 1-16 overall. And 1-16 uh, overall. So all of Chris County's remaining games are against teams at the bottom of the Region 2 AAA standings. And two of those teams will meet this week up in Middle Georgia and the Sumter County Panthers will be traveling to Macon to face the Central Chargers. And, and the Panthers we're still looking for their first win, and uh, under their under their newly rebranded uh, nickname, and the Pan and the Panthers fell to the Jackson Red Devils up in Jackson, Georgia. Final score forty nine to six. Jackson wins easily, and Sumter County will face the Central uh, team that's still uh, looking for win number one as well, and Central comes in that. 0 and 6 overall and 0 and 3 in Region 2 AAA. So when um and and the only other game involving a, a Region 2 AAA team would be Pike County hosting Morrow and Pike County just um, 1 and 5 overall. And sitting at re at uh, one and three in Region Two AAA, and Pike County's only win came against Upson Lee, forty-five to thirty-three, and that was back on September seventeenth down the road in Thomaston. Uh, two of those arch rivals. So thinking, so you know, bottom line. 
Uh, how about a look at the Region 2 AAA standings before uh, moving on to Region 1 AA? Crisp County all alone in uh, Region 2 AAA 4 0, in Region Play 4 3 overall, in Jackson 3 1, in Region 4 3 overall as well, Peach County 3 1 in the Region 3 3, Mary Persons and Lepson Lee. Both two and two in the region, four and three overall. Lots of team, lots of fours and threes, and one three and three. And Peach County was ranked sixth in Class AAA in the in in the AJC GHSF Daily Poll. But um, but with that loss to Chris County, and uh, Peach has uh, dropped all the way out of the, out of the rankings. And then rounding out the Region 2 AAA standings, Pike County is 1-3 in the region, 1-5 overall. Central Macon and Sumter County are both 0-3 in the region, with Central 0-6. And the Panthers 0-5. But the bottom line in Region 2 AAA is, again, in, uh, at 4-0 in region play, in this uh, region uh, AAA title is Chris Panties to lose, so and should um, um, should um, Chris Panny uh, continue to win? The Cougars will win their uh, win their fifth region championship over the last six years, dating back to 2016, and that was when the Cougars were members of Region One AAA. So I think it's like six titles in seven years, something like that. Four straight, and so they back the no dated back to at least seven twenty sixteen when uh in it was twenty sixteen when um the Cougars won the first of four straight region one four eight titles, and twenty that twenty sixteen team was coached under now Valos the head coach. Shelton Felton and that, that 2016 team went 13 and 1 at the semifinals, only to be crushed by eventual state champion Cedar Grove out of Atlanta. So I think if, uh, again, if the Cougars just continue to, to keep doing what they're doing, just get the job done, continue to win games, and uh, they, just, they just might have another region title under their belt and, uh, come November 5th. And, uh, all right, moving right along in uh, Region 1AA and, uh, and really, and, uh, it's, um, really no surprise down in Thomasville and the Bulldogs, the third-ranked Bulldogs in Class AA continue to just uh, prove why they're one of the top teams in the state regardless of classification as they crushed the Worth County Rams, rolled all over them 42-7. The final score at Barron's Memorial Stadium and Thomasville goes to 6-1 overall and also remaining undefeated in Region 1 AA. 
improving the 2-0 in Region 1AA action. And perhaps, you know, really the big surprise came, uh, came in uh, Adel, and that was Adel, Georgia. And that was where, that was where Barian pulled off the tremendous upset. And uh, actually, that game was played in Nashville, Georgia. And in any case, it was the Barian Rebels pulling off the upset over the Cook Hornets. Final score, 25-21. Barian, I mean, uh, and, yeah, and that was a big, big win for Barian. Going to 3-3 three and three overall. And getting their first region win in what seems like ages. And Barian going to 1-1 one one in region 1AA. The victory over uh, the stunning victory over Cook and a big win for uh, Barian there. And the Fitzgerald Purple Hurricanes were scheduled to play host, play host to the early county Bobcats, but that game was postponed until Monday, October 11th. And then, um, and, uh, Monday, October 11th, and, uh, they were scheduled for a 6 p.m. Eastern Time start. So, by the time, by the time, uh, this, uh, episode of the HSFR High School Football Roundup podcast, uh, wraps up, there'll already be, that game will already be well underway out in Fitzgerald. And uh, and Fitzgerald will be looking to uh, pull into a uh, tie with uh, Thomasville at two and zero in Region One AA play, as well as six one overall with a win over Early County, and the Bobcats are two and three overall and zero and one in Region One AA, and the Bobcats of a. Uh, Lost back-to-back games, losing to Westover, 30 to 27, on on November 6th, September 16th, and then and getting trounced by Thomasville, 41 to 7, in their last game on October 1st. So in an early county, in a must-win situation, and then and then. Um, a quick turnaround for the Bobcats after that um, that uh, um, unexpected Monday night game at Fitzgerald, and they're back home against Berrien, uh, which one's not going to be a walk in the park. And then Fitzgerald will travel down the road to Sylvester to face the Worth County Rams, and uh, and. Worth County looking at an 0-2 mark in Region 1AA as well as 3-4 overall. And the Rams have lost three in a row. And then uh and so the Rams have to turn things around in a hurry. If they, they have any shot at the playoffs. And lastly, in the, the Thomasville Bulldogs. Will be uh, traveling to Adel to face the Cook Hornets, 
and uh, and the Bulldogs will be looking to continue their winning ways. So in um, that early County Fitzgerald game in Fitzgerald, and uh, that will be and that will be the in a, on a Monday night. I mean, uh, it was moved from Friday night, Friday October eighth, after the after uh, heavy rainfall caused flooding inside of Fitzgerald Stadium. So that early county Fitzgerald game on that uh, unexpected Monday night, October eleventh, twenty twenty one. We'll we'll uh, get that in. we'll get things started for this week. It should be very interesting. And we'll go ahead and uh, move, move right along, get things wrapped up for uh, this uh, week of uh, October 8th. Moving on to Class Single A Public and, uh, and the non-region contest. It was Bacon Charter getting its first win of the season, a 57-6 uh, route over Barber County. Out of Alabama, and uh, the Blazers who are playing a non-region schedule in 2021 improved one and five on the season, and it was the Mitchell County Eagles handed the Terrell County Green Waves their second straight loss and tight uh, contest from start to finish, and it was Mitchell County pulling out the 34 to 28 win, and Mitchell County going to four and two on the season. And the only other charter school within Region 1 Single A Public and also picked up a victory. Matola Charter Panthers crushed Sneeds, Florida. Sneeds spelled S-N-E-A-D-S, Sneeds, Florida. Final score 41-6, Patola picking up the victory to go to 4-2 on the season. And the Region 1 Single A Public Contest, Pelham, over Miller County, 33 to 12, and Seminole County getting its second win of the season. Rolling past Randolph Clay, 22 to 6, and quick look at the Region One Single A Public standings. Pelham leading the region at 3 and 0, 5 and 2 overall. Seminole County, 1 and 0 in region play, 2 and 4 overall. In um, Mitchell County and Terrell County, both tied for third place in Region 1 at 1-1. One and, one, and the Eagles are 4-2 overall. And the Green Waves are 3-2 overall. And bringing up the rear, we got Miller County, 1-2 in the region. At 1-5 overall, Randolph Clay. Winless in Region 1, 1A, single-A public. And one and five overall, and Miller County's only win so far came against Terrell County, nineteen to eighteen, on October first. And in the Region One Single A Public lineup for this week, it has uh, Bacon and Charter going to Miller County, down in Colquitt, Georgia, and that's a non-region contest. And and the only true region contest that's going to be played this week. As uh, Seminole County coming to Camilla to face Mitchell County Central Fellowship Christian 
heading down to Edison, Georgia, in Calhoun County to play against Patola Charter and 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 and, should, and in what should be one of the top games this week around the around the state. The Pelham Hornets make the long trip up US Highway 19 into Ellaville, Georgia to face the Shalai County Wildcats in Shalai County who uh, beat Deerfield Windsor in a shutout 35 to nothing earlier this season. Lost his first game of the season and the Wildcats fell to Macon County 54 to 38. And uh, Shalai County fell to 5 and 1 on the season as well as the 3-1 in Region 5, single-A public with a loss to Macon County. And Macon County 6-0 and overall and 4-0 in region play. And, uh, and the only other team in region in that league, Region 5, that's still undefeated, Chattahoochee County. Did not play last week, and Chattahoochee County is 5-0 overall, 3-0 in region play. And following course, as mentioned earlier, and Randolph Clay will be at home against Darty. And how about Region 2 Single A Public? And it was Brooks County winning easily over Lanier County, 48 to 7, the final score. And Brooks County still in the Brooks County going to 4 and 2 on the season, 2 and 1 in Region 2. And Turner County, I mean, don't look now. The Turner County Titans are coming on strong after a sluggish start. And it was the Titans holding off uh, Clinch County. High scoring contest, 38-35 to seesaw battle. And Turner County picking up the victory. And Turner County going to 3-4 and four on the year. And 2-1 in region 2 single A public. In, in a Saturday night contest, and actually the, in a game that was moved to Saturday night due to the heavy rainfall in South Georgia, it was Irwin County. Irwin County Indians, the back-to-back two-time defending state champions in Class Single Public, rolling all over Atkinson County, 63 to 12, and. And how about the standings in Region 2, Single A Public, Irwin County, all alone in first place in Region 2, Single A Public, 3-0 in the region, 5-2 overall, Brooks County, Turner County, 2-1 in the region, and Brooks is 4-2 overall, Turner County, 3-4 overall, Charlton County, 1-1 in the region, 5-1 overall, Atkinson County, 1-2 in the region, 3-4 overall, and Lanier County and Clinch County. You see, Atkinson County is one and two in the region, three and four overall. And Lanier County and Clinch County bring up their rare 0 and 2 and 2 and 4. Clinch County is 0 and 2 in the region, 1 and 5 overall. And Charlton County, Brooks County. That's going to be a big game in Charlton County. Looking to bounce back after being upset by Turner County. Couple weeks ago, and then Atkinson goes to clinch. Hmm. Must win game for both teams. You got Atkinson at one and two in the region, 
and punch Owen two in the region. Just win a power raw. Loser that game. Can get all but the get all but the give up on trying to make the playoffs this year. And Turner County at home against Lanier County. And single A private. The Deerfield Windsor Knights. Getting their first ever region win as a member of the GHSA. And also winning their Getting together and also putting together their first ever two game winning streak as a member of the GHSA. And the uh, Knights traveled to Locust Grove, Georgia. So 40, about 50 miles southeast of Atlanta. Some 40, 50 miles southeast of Atlanta. And uh, held on and um, broke a 27 all tie in the uh, late to win over Strong Rock Christian. 33 to 27, huge win for this uh, Deerfield Windsor team, and the Knights will enjoy a uh, well-deserved bye week before getting back at it on uh, getting back at it on October 22nd and going to make it for the first back-to-back contest, first against First Presbyterian, followed by. A game against Mount the Sales on October 22nd and 29th, respectively. And the Knights will return home for their final home game of 2021, hosting Stratford Academy. And speaking of uh, First Presbyterian or FPD, and they pull off the upset over a previously undefeated Tattnall Square team, 20 to nothing, the final score in Tattnall Square. And uh, came down to Albany and took down Deerfield Windsor earlier in the season back on September 10th. 42 to 7 was the final score in that game. And, and but it was uh, FBD putting an end to Tattnall's uh, uh, hopes of a perfect season. 20 to 0 the final score. And it was Stratford Academy open regioning. Opening Region 1 single private play on a winning note. But the Eagles had to struggle and defeat Mount the Sales 14 7. And, and see, and uh, wrapping things up real fast. And, uh, and it was Brookwood. Brookwood from Thomasville. Finally getting in the wing column, outlasting Edmund Burke Academy, 36-26. And Brookwood goes to 1-5 on the season. And Southland Academy, after a slow start, finally, to get, uh, finally, get, finally able to get things moving. And the Raiders edged Gatewood, 14-13, and it was Valwood. Picking up its second win of the season, and the Valiants from Valdosta. Uh, stomped Southwest Georgia Academy or SGA 37-12 and uh, Brookwood hosts SGA this week and Tift area and the Tift area Panthers from Tift County who had last week off will travel to Dawson to face the Terrell Academy Eagles and Tift area goes into that game at 3-3 overall and uh, 
Phylium. We get to GISA, Class AA, in the Region 2 AA, and I mentioned uh, SGA, and uh, losing to Valwood 37 to 12 with the loss. The Warriors out of Damascus, Georgia, fell to 3 3 on the season. And Terrell Academy was 5 1 on the season. It's 5 1 on the season. And the Eagles didn't play last week. And the Eagles. And the Eagles lost their, on October 1st. The Eagles lost their first game of the season. And uh, losing to Westfield. 56 to 35, and uh, Terrell Academy will try to get back on track this week, facing um, facing a uh, tipped area, and uh, and the Eagles will open Region Two AA play next week, hosting Memorial Day, and it'll be the final home game of the season for Terrell Academy, and then. We'll, go, we'll be on the road to wrap up the regular season at Robert Toombs on October 29th and then at SGA, the annual rivalry game down in Damascus, Georgia on November 5th. So, and one more, uh, and one more game to, uh, one more team to mention before, uh, we're calling it a week here on the High School Football Roundup podcast. We got the Sherwood Christian Eagles uh, defeating Our Lady of Mercy, forty-five to fourteen, and Sherwood and the Sherwood and SCA competes competes in gaps. Uh, the Georgia Association of Private and Parochial Schools and uh. Big win for Sherwood in the, just a week before. In the previous game, it was Sherwood Christian going to Newton, Georgia and defeating Baker County 30-8. And that's going to do it for this episode of the High School Football po- Roundup Podcast. High School Football Roundup Podcast for the week beginning Monday, October 11th, 2021. So, good luck to Every single team here in the Southwest Georgia Network coverage area. And a reminder, you can visit the Southwest Georgia Network at southwestgeorgianetwork.com. Follow on Twitter at SWJ Network for all things high school football and not high school football related. And, and that includes any other items of interest. I'm Walter Johnson. And just saying, um, have a good rest of your week. Stay safe. God bless you and goodbye. This has been an exclusive presentation of the Southwest Georgia Network. The Southwest Georgia Network is online at southwestgeorgianetwork.com and on Twitter at SWGA Network. Thanks for listening.